and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, our fantastic guest was not able to come and said we got brought, we got mots. I'm kidding, guys. He was our planned guest. He was. Hey, babe. What's going on? <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to the, the first episode that we did of the podcast together, you wouldn't know that um, Mots had some issues with breathing on the mic. Terrible, <laughs> terrible issues. So now he's <laughs> very much in his own head and is um, turning away from the mic every time you're not speaking, right? Yeah, just, you know, I, I know I freaked out a lot of people. And <laughs> didn't wasn't a great look. No, I did like the comments of people being like, I kept pausing the podcast. Like, what is that noise? <laughs> Thinking it was like in their house. Is that a bird? In yeah, the like, kitchen? what is that? Like, like breathing, whistling, windy noise. And then it was just you breathing. At least it wasn't like someone behind them or something. Oh, like that. <laughs> right. That's, That's what you guys think. Down. If you hear some whistling, just know. Just think like at least it's not somebody behind you. Yeah. It's just that dun, dun, weird dun. dude that I'm listening to on <clears throat> the podcast. Exactly. Um well uh Amats is my boyfriend if you guys didn't know and if you didn't know what the f- I feel like that's a really old if they're news. new. If they're if new, new to the show. If you're new to the show. This is the person I talk shit about on the podcast who wouldn't know because he doesn't listen. <laughs> not true. You listen? Yes. What's the last one you listened to? When I asked him that like two months ago, he's like, Sasha's episode. And I was like, ooh, so you don't listen regularly. Because yeah. um, Amanda wasn't even with us. <laughs> you don't remember what the last one you listened to was? No. Okay. The, you know, the safe answer is to throw out an Aislinn episode. Yeah. That's always the safest one. Yeah. How many has Aislinn been on? Three? Four. Four? Four? Four. Oh, wow. She is our most frequented guest. Mm-hmm. She gives great advice. She does give great advice. Yeah. I get really good advice too. Well, yeah, that's why you're the host. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, well, guys, if you are new here, this is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. Um, Melissa's also here looking fine Hi. as hell. So watch the video version too. Yeah. She had a sorority chapter meeting. Mm-hmm. You'll see the full uh, full outfit in a different episode. Yeah, she's looking glam as hell, everyone. I thought I'm you were going to say it. the full episode of the sorority meeting. Oh, no. Like, for sure. <laughs> like, bonus content. <laughs> GoPro body cam. <laughs> all about it. Um, guys, if you want to leave a voicemail for an upcoming episode, the phone number is 310-694-0976. And for our international mm-hmm. listeners, you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You impressed that I have it memorized? I don't think I had it yeah. memorized last time you were on. Yeah. She knows that phone number by heart, okay. but she does not know my phone number by heart. What's my phone number? Well, Actually, don't say that. Do you, well, I only she, know your area code. She said that several times on this show. Though. That I don't know your phone number. I've In case that. something oh, happens to I her. I can call the podcast. Yeah, then she can call the podcast, but that's the only person she can call. Yeah. How many people... How many? How often is the Google Voice account being know. checked? Well, well, like every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Julie will be like, hey, Melissa, Megan's in jail. <laughs> she left a voicemail. And then I'll get saved. Yeah. Or I'll call Sydney. And then yeah. Sydney can then call people. Yeah. Because she can't do much in San I'll, Francisco. I'll be totally out of the loop, apparently. 100%. I can give everyone your area. I code. have your phone number, so I'd call exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be just a phone tree of mm-hmm. someone being like, can anyone figure out if Megan's okay? <laughs> Who can pick her up? <laughs> uh, so bad. Okay. Um, well, is this coming out around before Valentine's Day? After. after. So this is after. like a couple days after. So. Okay. So it's like a post-Valentine's Day yeah, episode. I mean, and people are calling with their problems, not for like help with their... not Like love it. Like... Calling to like brag about how great their right. love life Nobody's is. Nobody's bragging about this. this. Is about problems. So this is like post Valentine's Day problem solving. Oh, we we're all about problem solving here. I like the drama more than like the gushy stuff. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to hear about like your happiness. I want to hear about your shit. Okay, should we start? Let's do it. Let's begin. 
Hey, Megan, I'm 20 years old, and I'm in my third year at college. Um, this semester, I became friends with a guy in my class, and he started inviting me over to his house a few times to do homework for class or to just hang out. I got to meet all his roommates, and I ended up actually liking one of them. The issue is the guy in my class got in a fight with me because I was talking to him and then admitted that he had feelings for me, which I told him that I liked his roommate and was not attracted to him in that way. I don't know if I should stop talking to them because of this situation. I'm still very attracted to his roommate and want to have sex with him, honestly, which is pretty rare for me. Um, but I stopped talking to him as much since the fight with his friend that's in my class. And I also don't want the guy that's in my class to feel like I'm leading him on. So if you have any advice on how you would navigate this situation. Thanks. Ooh. What? Why are you giving me that look? Do you want to start? Take it away. I actually had a very similar situation in college with one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, We were... Who won? He did. Oh, I know which friend this is then. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You met him. Yeah, he's... I mean... Great guy. Um, He's a cutie. We we had a I think it was an anthropology so anthropology or sociology or something like that, and there was a girl that was in like our our smaller like study group, mm-hmm. and we both were into her. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was like kind of a joke, like we were both like, "Oh yeah, you're into blank," and "Oh yeah," and then it kind of got progressively more competitive, <laughs> like over the course of like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow, it must be great to be that girl. Like, I would have fucking loved that. Um, and there was I, I like a school party or a date night or mm-hmm. something, and uh, you know, she like made her intentions known. I came out on the short end of the stick. It's okay, you got me. Yeah, worked out obviously. <laughs> um, and I think like at that point, you know, I know like she's asking for advice, but. I I wish the guy would kind of like, you know, you can't control how anybody feels. Mm -hmm. And if that's the way she feels, like don't waste your time fighting with your friend because, or fighting with the girl because it's, it's not going to work in your favor anyway. Like you're out of college. I'm sure there are other like suitable, Mm -hmm. like girls or people that you can hang out with. That are not her. I just, you know, in college, it just doesn't seem, unless you really like someone, you're in a relationship with them, it just seems kind of pointless to like attach so much weight to someone that just, you know, doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. Cause I think the whole thing is like, A, it's not like, obviously the situation's not ideal, but it's also like, you didn't lead this guy on by being friends with him. Like, that's the part that I'm like, okay, so you, like, if you, already were able to develop a crush on his roommate you like obviously weren't doing anything romantic with this other guy like you guys were just friends and so I think that's fine um I think if he I don't know I think if he does maybe he has too much pride to say like the guy that who who likes you maybe he has too much pride to say like oh it's gonna be too hard to be friends but like yeah maybe you do pull back because you don't not like to not give him the wrong idea but also just so like he can get over you and then I think you're like kind of in the clear to talk to the roommate but like that's the roommate's call like Mm -hmm. you're I don't think that you unless this guy that from your class was like one of your really 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 good friends 
I don't think you owe him anything. Like, I think like you, you didn't lead him on or miss like, yeah, like mislead him by being like flirting with him and all right. or not even but then who she cares? was honest with him. Too. Yeah, exactly. You've already told him that you are yeah. not interested yeah. in him. Just, and it's, I also don't think it's her fault. I mean, her responsibility to protect like their roommate relationship. Like if his roommate wants to like, if he's also into you and like, he wants to also pursue that, like I think that's on him and yeah. then their relationship. Yeah. I don't think she has to do anything about it. And yeah. don't hang out like at their place. Yeah. Hang yeah, out yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Just be respectful. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it kind of sounds like she wants to be the bigger person, mm -hmm. but she's already been the mm -hmm. bigger person. Mm -hmm. Like she was honest, you know, she, I, I'm sure she wasn't like, overly like cruel or, or mean with how she was mm -hmm. honest so like i think you're right like you've already been the picker person you don't have to like worry about their relationship that sounds like the guy's issue like if he can't yeah separate those feelings like that's something he has to work on and just like one like general thing for guys if a girl like agrees to be your study buddy or like you work together and like she goes to lunch with you at work or Anything like that doesn't mean the girl likes you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's like not. That's Preach. not a. That's not like the first indication that a girl likes you. Mm -hmm. That's like the first indication that she tolerates likes you your as existence. A person, maybe yeah. as a person, mm -hmm. and if anything develops past that, that's awesome. Yeah, but like. I don't know. There's a lot of guy, like a lot of guys who are like, oh, this girl like. We occasionally go to like trivia night together. She must really want to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No, it's all the guys being like, oh, you led me on. You're like, I responded to you when you texted me. And when you asked me if I wanted to hang out, I said, sure. It's like, how is that leading on at all? Right. At, it's uh, just being friends. Off. Yeah. Or being friendly. And the whole yeah. thing is too. It's like, that's, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm like a big fan of confrontation and just figuring shit out like right at the beginning. So like that kind of shit would drive me crazy. But I think you have every right to like do what you want to do without like avoiding pe like, yeah, just not going out of your way to do things that would hurt somebody's feelings in like, uh, I'd like in like a val not like a valid way. Like everyone's feelings are valid, but like you don't have to protect him and the relationship between him and his roommate because that's not up to you. And also who knows, maybe his roommate will be like, oh no, this is going to be too difficult for me. This is going to be awkward. So I'm not going to make that call. So I wouldn't stress about it because it's mm -hmm. not your responsibility to make those calls. Like let them deal with the messy shit. Even though I like, I like throwing myself into the messy shit. I'm like, this is fun. Confrontation. Except other people's. You <laughs> still roll your eyes. A little bit. We have video proof. No comment. Okay. Fuck okay. Off. Everybody just Fuck rewind, rewind 20 seconds and comment below. Did he video. roll his eyes at me? Video can be doctored. <laughs> Fake well, news. Exactly. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Should we go on to the next? Hi, Megan. Um, I am 18 years old and I just have a quick question. So I have been super attracted to bad boys my whole life. Like, boys with problems, boys that, like, have money issues, just, like, boys that have a lot of problems. And recently, I, like, haven't been dating anyone. It's been about, like, a couple years since I've dated anyone. And I just, like, took a break from it. And then I found this boy that I've been talking to. We met on Tinder, LOL. But we have been talking a long time, and we had our first date yesterday. 
and I thought he was the greatest. He's interested in everything that I'm interested in. Like, we've been talking for a couple months, and then we finally met. And come to find out, he is on probation. (laughs) And, you know, I I really like him, and he's interested in all the things that I'm interested in. But I don't know if I should go on with this. Like, I just don't know if bad boys are my thing like if I should stay away but I really like him and I really enjoy him and we are super similar we've gone through dramatic weight loss and stuff like that like super similar so my question is should I keep this going even though he is on probation and he does have a history or should I cut it off because it's not good for me in the long run? You can be completely honest. I fully give you permission. And I love your podcast and your show. I listen every week. And, yeah, I love you. Bye. Uh, I, I love 18-year-olds' capacity to sound like they've, like, lived the life. <laughs> Don't be me. No, I, like, you've, like, experienced life. But, like, also realize you're 18. You've made a lot yeah. of life to go. Yeah. That's very true. Um, okay. As somebody who, like, likes bad boys, um, Mox present, is not a bad boy. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You kind of are. You're not a bad. No, you're not. You're no. probably, you're, I mean, you're 100% the least bad boy I've ever, like, dated. But, like, you're still, like, you're still, like, a former fuck boy. There's a difference between a fuck boy and a bad boy, though. No, that's what I mean. Like, that's yeah. like, this is like, I, not that I was going to say I settled for something. No, but I'm saying like, it's not like as much as like I dated like terrible bad boys. That's the whole thing. It's like, you have to figure out what it is that you're attracted to in that. So then like for me, I dated a bunch of drug dealers. Like I had a whole <laughs> string of dating drug dealers and drug addicts, like that whole thing. Um, and so for me, it was kind of like, when I when I like looked at it from that perspective of like oh I'm into guys like this we're like yeah fuck the school I'm gonna get expelled and then like as I got into college you're like fuck the police like I'm gonna do stupid shit like dating, dating NWA <laughs> <laughs> no, but like just so bad but like so but then like for me I then as I got older I kind of realized like okay I'm not like attracted to guys with a criminal record like I'm attracted to guys who like are confident in their decisions but like that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that they have to be confident in their decision to like disregard the law like there are things that you can be attracted to in people like I like I yeah I like I like guys who just like like they're sure in where they're going and they like have drive and that drive doesn't always have to be like selling drugs like it can be something else so if you can break down what that is that you are attracted to like is it something like someone who has their shit together like that can be like something like someone who, who, yeah, they just seem confident and all of that kind of stuff. I would love to fucking know what he's on probation yeah, for. Yeah, that should have been your number one thing yeah. that you told yeah. us because I, then we can judge better. Yeah. Yeah, if he's, in all seriousness, if he's in, if he's on probation for like a violent crime. Yeah, like, that's yeah. like a hard pass. Get, get away. Yeah. If he's on probation for like drinking or like drugs that's like a little bit more of a gray area obviously yeah i think that yeah i think there's definitely and also like you uh, did we do we know how young he is or how old he is she didn't say because i'd say too that also like depends on like that kind of age like is this something that like is not 
like he's on probation. But is this is this something that was like, oh, I did this when I was like 17 or I did this when I was like younger and this is stupid. Like, is it kind of like a young, stupid thing that he learned his lesson? Or is this like a, oh, yeah, I've been stealing cars for the last like seven years of like my life. He's yeah. like, 12. <laughs> like, Are I've you been saying st- she's dating Doug Judy? <laughs> no, we just watched Brooklyn. Nine. I know. This week's <laughs> episode good so good. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like if it's something that like it's a habit, like, do you know what I mean? Like something like that as opposed to, I don't know, something that he realized was really stupid yeah, and really like dumb. Like Doug Judy did. Like Doug Judy. He realized. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's, no, he's, no DJ's bar mitzvah. Oh yeah. my God. Loved it. <laughs> Such a good show, guys. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of what you need to figure out. And um, yeah, I also wouldn't, I like, as much as I say now at 25, I'm like, oh, I like I like that was my type and I dated that whole string of guys. I wasn't aware of it when I was younger. So I think being aware of it is really good and really great that you do tend to go for these guys. Um, But I wouldn't say like accepting that as your type, because I think the hardest thing to do is kind of realize that you do. I don't know, like have a pattern in the kinds of people that you pick. It took me a long time to realize that. So now that you've already realized that, don't be like, well, I guess this is just like what I fucking do because it's not fun. Like you've seen those movies. It's never fun to be like the wife or the girlfriend of the guy who gets arrested. Like she's always like in a shit place, you know, like, I, yeah, they've got a panic room. Like it's not good. So I would just, um, what crime did this person commit? I don't know. I'm also <laughs> thinking back to the room. time that Aislinn went on a date with a guy, but he oh, was yeah. a convicted felon. Yeah. He was on, uh, was it probation that he was on? No, he was waiting on trial. And we never got his last name, so we don't what? know. He also had like seven felt like Why felonies. Why did she go out with somebody she can get his last name? It was a dating app. Because so he, he was no, but she didn't think about. Oh, let me write down his last name. And then when she got home from the date after he told her he was a convicted felon, he had de- deactivated his profile, so she couldn't find his last name. He was, you know, like he had a certain roguish charm. <laughs> no, he was a fucking chef. Which also, was like, this she someone that you pick for her. No, no, okay. this was, the, oh, believe me, this was pre that. And she was like, I'm not relinquished. She would this. not pick a chef. What? No, I wouldn't. Because I, I, because, because of the fact that like chefs, if we want to go, I mean, below deck, like Adam, great, love him. Um, but um, it, I would just, yeah, I'm just like suspicious of any sort of like job that has like the stereotype of like being very egotistical. Like a chef is like, it's like a, yeah. we've all seen chef. Except he was so nice. I would, I would say you, you should definitely like call in for follow up or, or yeah, let us know what it is. But I will bet you a hundred dollars right now. The boyfriend's older than her. Like, yeah, like significantly. by more than three years. Okay. Oh, that's a good game, guys. Yeah. So you got to call us and let us know how much older is he than you. And that's that if he is like four years older than you and he's on probation. Yeah, that's I feel like he's like 10 years old. <gasps> Shut up. Ooh. Oh, do you think by she means bad boys? She means she dates like old bad guys. Like guys. <laughs> I'm just thinking someone in a wheelchair, like that running old. red lights. That's <laughs> no, 10 years. That's, that's true. 28. Okay. True, 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 true. <laughs> like guys that log on to their Facebook at the library. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I need a web cafe, <laughs> an internet cafe. <laughs> um, but yeah, call us back. Let us know what he's on probation for and like what the age difference is and all of that stuff because that's then we can give you better advice. Yeah. But I think just in general, don't pigeonhole yourself to be like, my type of guys is sucky. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do that because it's not going to end well for you. Okay. On to the next. Hey, Megan. Um, I am recently turned 22, um, and I am in this amazing relationship with my boyfriend, and we are actually expecting our first baby in May, but um, my question is that 
whenever me and him first started dating, um, we obviously had a very open conversation about sex and uh, what we liked out of sex, um, uh, our experience with sex, and then also the topic of sexual partners came up. And, you know, he told me that he'd only been with uh, three people. Um, and then I told him I'd only been with one when actuality I've been with three as well. But in my mind, I don't count two of them because they were like one night stands and there was horrible sex and I never saw those guys again. Um, so I, they don't count to me, but I don't know if that is me lying to him, you know? So, so sometimes I feel guilty that, you know, I told him uh, the number that isn't, you know, exactly correct. But other times it's like, does it matter? Does it need to matter to him if it doesn't matter to me? So I don't know. I'm just curious what you think or your, thought, your thoughts on that. Thanks so much. Um, well, <laughs> my instinct reaction is my number is like a, a like a guesstimate. So I don't think that like being too off is bad at all. Even if that means that like you, you know what I mean? Like if that means you're forgetting too, I feel like I might forget too. And I would, I wouldn't consider that lying. I also think that as just women in general, if sex is so terrible, you shouldn't have to count it. Mm -hmm. And also you don't have to count anything in general. Like if you don't want to, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think that's like a a big deal. I think if he was like, if you had told him that he was the only person you had ever slept with, I think that can kind of be a little off. Um, but I mean, I think just like she said, like if it doesn't matter to her, why like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even then telling him it's going to sound like it matters to you and that it should, like I'm a big believer in like, if you don't think that there's like, validity to something or something's not important to you by bringing it up you make it important even if you're like oh by the way this isn't important but like the second that you kind of give it that space like it makes like it seem do you disagree no i i guess i can't tell if like the emphasis that you've attached to the number is and speaking like to the caller is is your emphasis like or is it because like he like has attached a lot of emphasis to the fact that you're like the only one he wait i thought she was she, both she slept with one other person oh, okay. so she said she slept with two and he slept with three yeah but they've actually slept she told him that they said that she slept with one other person but she's actually slept with three other people but so they've actually slept with the same amount of people yeah i guess i would say if you have a kid coming in may you got a lot bigger things to worry about <laughs> than this so yeah yeah i mean like, would you care? Like, would you like, care? I could, I, yeah, I, this. Like, I'm saying, no, if it was you and me, though, would you care if I was like, like, oh, psych, it's honestly, I would have to count on my fingers, like nine or some, so, I don't know, be, between like eight and 11. I, yeah, I wouldn't care. I, and I think that's like the kind of thing, like, as you get older, like it's not even really like a consideration. No. Yeah. I it's like something like when I was like 20 and if a girl had been like, I've slept with X amount of guys, I'd be like, whoa. But yeah, that, I also think that's not 
like I, as a younger guy, I probably shouldn't have reacted that way. It's like this weird emphasis that has been built up. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I agree. Cause I think like, I remember numbers was a huge thing in high school, like talking yeah. about it then. So because you guys got together young, that conversation is probably still happening with your peers and stuff. And like your friends are still like asking, like, I remember when I was in college, I like would ask guys that I was like hooking up with most of them. If I was sober and we were having conversations <laughs> of being like, oh, like who I was dating. I was like, oh, how many partners have you had? But then as I got older, it was like, when was the last time you got tested? Like it didn't become about like the number once I got like once you kind of get older. And so I would say, I think that like, this is just, and like not to be ageist or whatever. Like, I think this is a really typical thing that you talk about in your like early twenties when you're dating. So if you have friends who are single and they're having that conversation with you about people and like all that kind of stuff. But I think if you guys hadn't ended up together until you were like 27, 28, I don't think that like you would be harboring so much on those numbers. I don't think it would even come up. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, you know, like, I think it's like admirable that it may, that you feel guilty for lying to him about this. Um, I would say like, if it's the kind of thing, like if you're struggling with whether or not to tell him and be like, I've actually slept with two other people. Yeah. If it's really going to upset him, I don't know if I would bring it up. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, and I think the whole thing is, it's like you're saying that I think what you're asking and I might be wrong is like if you should care about this more than you do because you're saying like what she's saying is that like she's like I don't find this important at all but like should I find this important because like the number is not huge do I mean like there's only they've slept with the same amount exactly yeah so I I don't think that this is like I think you should care less yeah this is not like a Monica and Richard situation we just watched that last night too where Richard, wait, Richard has slept with two people? Two people. And then Monica said that she had slept with... Less than a ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what? Friends. And like panicked. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that you need to feel like this is... And like as somebody who hates lying, I don't think you need to feel like this is a lie. Also so much because like, I I mean, I, I have friends who like didn't even discover their sexuality until they were like later. And they don't count the girls that they've slept with as people that they slept with. Like now that they're out as like gay, like as like as men, that's what I mean. So like, I don't think you necessarily need to. I, I think it's, yeah, this is I say like don't a non-issue. Yeah. Like you should be thinking about the child that yeah. is going to be entering your life very mm-hmm. soon. Why? And wondering why you feel guilty. It yeah. feels like there's yeah. like a root to something. Like why mm-hmm. is the reason that you feel guilty about this? Yeah, that's that, a good point. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. So reflect on that. And don't worry so much about the other stuff. Okay. Best of luck with your baby. I yeah. hope you're naming it Megan Melissa. Oh, I like that. Isn't that a good name? It is a great name. So cute. Do you want to be Moss in it too? Amanda in it too? All of us? Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Own iconic luxury items at Unreal Values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more up to 90% off retail. 
New arrivals come in daily and every single item is authenticated by the RealReal's team of experts. In fact, the RealReal employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shop and consign women and men's luxury fashion, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. Shop online, visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. I'm a huge fan of the Real Real. You guys know um, I am a huge fan of, I mean, let's be real. I love shopping. I love window shopping. And I also especially love like shopping when it involves like sleuthing, like sleuthing for a hunt. It combines like my favorite things, like stalking people online in like a healthy way and finding really, really, really cute fashion and home deals and everything like that. I have been in the market for a new purse for a long time, also because I'm wanting to sell a couple of mine. So I have been deciding between like, do I want a cute backpack? Do I want a crossbody bag? But I've been having so much fun finding really cool like vintage pieces that I know that a lot of people won't have automatically, which I have been loving. And the prices are so much cheaper than getting them at the store. I feel like I've said it before, but it's like getting a car from like the dealership and you drive it off the lot and you're like, oh wow, this isn't worth as much. So I'm a huge fan of getting anything at a consignment price. Shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's realreal.com, promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Imagine if you could chat with doctors anytime from your phone, get prescribed online, and get birth control delivered straight to your door every month with automatic refills. Enter Nurex, the game-changing company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex offers end-to-end care without ever having to leave your home. It means paying for fewer doctor's visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and no more forgetting to pick up your refill every month. Plus, if you don't have insurance, it's the most affordable option out there. And if you do have insurance, it could be completely free. Just go to their website or their app, answer a few health questions for their certified doctors. They carry over 50 brands of birth control, so you can choose your go-to, or their medical team will help find the best option for you. It's all safe and secure and HIPAA compliant. Go to nurx.com slash blame for a $20 credit and get birth control at your doorstep in less than a week. That's nurx.com slash blame. If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your personal counselor in a safe and private online environment and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient you can schedule a secure video or phone session as well as chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason you are not happy with your counselor, though, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Don't blame me with Megan Rinks listeners. Get 10% off your first month with a discount code BLAME. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash blame. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blame. Okay, guys, we are back from our break, and we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. Hey, Megan. So I am 21, and my best friend is also 21. She's a few years, she's a few months older than me. Um, she 
turned 21 in July, and I turned 21 in September. So basically, okay, a little backstory. So my best friend has a boyfriend, and they've been together for less than six months. And she basically told me the other day that they are planning on getting married. And I am nothing, I have nothing against, like, you know, young marriage. I think it's the sweetest thing ever. Like, I follow a few bloggers who are married young, and I love them. It's, you know, yes. But in my opinion, like, marriage is just such an important and important decision that I feel like she's just, like, doing it quickly because, like, she loves him and because, like, they'll, they'll be good together and because, like, it would help him get his papers because he's Portuguese and he's like doesn't have his documentation. Um, so basically, like, oh, it's just crazy because I was like, we've talked about it, and I'm like, okay, you know, I support you. But whenever I bring up like, oh, like, you know, like, are you sure? Like, mind you, he's only 20. I didn't add that. He's only 20 years old. He has a good financial job. He gets paid good. You know, he but they're not. They don't live on their own yet and my family is very like big on like you know if you get married you move out like you have your own life like you know you're grown and I just like I know you're gonna say it's none of my business because it really isn't but she's literally like a sister to me and I just don't want her to like get married and then something happens down down the line and it's just like oh like I don't want to be like you know I told you to wait but it's like how basically my question is how do I come about like not making her wait but like making her notice that like she's doing it too soon because like I know her like the back of my hand and she's literally like, she's like rushing into this to help him get his papers and I'm like I know that's the reason and it just gives me literally so much anxiety like I know it's not my life but she's my best friend and I love her and I want the best for her so yeah Please give me some good advice because I don't know what to do with her. Thanks. Bye. True story. We had a friend when we first moved out here. I, a friend of a friend. He was this French guy. Uh-huh. And he legit ran this scam to get his papers. Mm. Okay. Like, he, found, he found a girl like in a West Hollywood club. French guy. Like date her for a couple months. Very like tall, good looking, suave yeah. guy. Uh, they got like a quickie marriage and then got divorced like five months later i have no doesn't idea have to be a year it has to be a year right doesn't it yeah it's got to be longer uh, yeah. then, uh, then uh, whatever yeah. like the for shortest it to not look amount like of suspicious time. Yeah. you watched the proposal years. come on oh true it's a proposal situation yeah i have a friend Except that with paulo did lisbon <laughs> <laughs> i have a friend that did marry a guy this is before gay marriage was legal and she married a gay guy because he needed his papers yeah. and it was a shit show for her and she didn't even have feelings for him at mm-hmm. all um so if your friend actually has feelings then i just can't imagine if they don't end up working out like i can't imagine this can't. being good it, well yeah the, i can't see this one working well, this, is what, this yeah. is what i'm gonna say though so one of my friends um her boyfriend is italian and uh they so her boyfriend is italian and they'd been together for a good amount of time like it was definitely more than six months but like it wasn't a crazy long amount of time and like they had have they had to have serious conversations like pretty early on about like 
okay, I don't like I'm here on like a student, like a work student or student or work visa. And like if they were going to continue dating, are we going to do that long distance or like what would happen? And they had like a serious conversation about like they thought like, you know what, like push comes to shove, like we would probably get married. Like it would just make it easier in that sense of it. And it wasn't like such a serious thing. He ended up getting his green card in the lottery, again, a green card lottery. So they ended up not getting married. But like, I think like if your friend is going to go through like exactly like you said the fucking headache of it all mm-hmm. like it is and like i have another friend of a friend who like went through this with their girlfriend like it's such a fucking it's so hard and such a fucking shit show that like they don't make it easy for you no. so like the first fucking meeting that you go to it's gonna like scare potentially scare the shit out of her and if she really really wants to go through with it that's because she really 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 does lo- like love him other like she's going to be as much as you're trying to protect her more than anything like the united states is like hey fuck off we don't want anybody here that kind of thing like so i don't think that you need to like play that like voice of a reason because you no matter what it's going to come from a personal place as a friend versus like someone who's like a third party like government employee who's going to be trying to like like really like rattle them in a way that really see how much she wants it and i think the only thing that happens from you inserting yourself in the situation is just going to make her mad at you and resent you and i will also say like your feelings with your family like marriage means you move out and all of that kind of stuff like that's your family that's like what your view and not everyone's view of marriage is the same i think yes getting divorced would totally like getting divorced totally would suck but i also don't if that's not death like that's not the worst thing that could happen in your life i'm think if people want to i don't know like put labels on things with government involvement or not i don't think it's your business to protect people and you just yeah you need to let people make their own mistakes but at the same time maybe there's like a part of you that like is doesn't like i mean if one of my if my best friend got married at like 21 i would be pissed because i would be like i was like single at 21 and it was kind of like well you're my best friend like i don't want this like that's my my friends and i joke about like the first one to get married it's like who's gonna leave the part who's gonna leave the party the earliest like who's gonna go first and i think like maybe there's a part of you that doesn't yeah, we feel like you want to, you're end up going to lose, losing your friend to the situation, which I think then just make an effort with your friendship with her. But if you spend your whole time in your friendship and she's basically like your sister, like giving her advice, like unsolicited advice on this, I just don't think then if anything did happen, she's not going to come to you because she doesn't feel like you're going to be able to like listen and support her without saying, I told you so. I think the main thing is that she's worried about her friend being heartbroken if this doesn't work out. And your friend can be heartbroken yeah, you in can't. any type of relationship. I know marriage is like something that's way more official. Yeah. And she could have to go through like mm-hmm. a lot of terrible things. But I feel like this is a lesson she's going to... You can yeah. say your feelings, but it's ultimately it's going to be a lesson that she has to learn on her own. Yeah. You can't protect people from like all of the hardship they're that they're going to face in their lives. And also as somebody <laughs> who's like done that and like told friends like, oh, I don't think this or even like with like, like you married someone so they could get their. Green no, card. thank you. Thank you so much. This, welcome, is, how oh, yeah. this is how I he's really here. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, no, but like I have definitely like when I was younger kind of said my 
I don't know, like said my shit on my friends and who they dated. And like, if I didn't like their relationship or something like that. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of been like, you know what? Like, this is something that like the only thing that ever did it was unless it was like a really extreme situation, which even in the extreme situations, all I did was create like divide and tension between me and my friends and then made them feel like when shit did inevitably hit the fan, like I, the smart person knew it would, they didn't talk to me about it. Like, and I think if you really care about her as a sister and a friend, I think your responsibility is just to be there for her own happiness. And yes, logically you can think like, well, statistically this might not work in all of these things, but if this is going to make her happy right now, you just have to be in that camp. Like, and just so she can talk to you about it. Yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, <laughs> it's probably not going to work out. Moss is a Capricorn. A, <laughs> it's young true. marriage, it's, like yeah. much higher rate of attrition and with the extra like yeah. variable of a non-American national mm-hmm. getting married. I think your instincts are probably right. But if your instinct is you don't want to lose your friend, Megan is probably right. You really yeah. should probably keep, you know, keep your peace. And if things work out, then that's a really great story and congratulations to them. And if it doesn't, then that's when you can kind of swoop in as a good friend and be like, you know, it sucks. Yeah. As Megan said, it's not death or, you know, like a health scare or anything. It's something that can be worked through. And then you can be the great friend that sounds like you are then. Mm-hmm. I would say the only thing I'll add to that is I don't know if you've said anything to her already or if this is just like subtle hints, but I think like you do, if it will make you feel better, I also think it could be a great thing just to like take her to coffee and be like, I just want to have a conversation with you. I know you are so happy and you're so in love, but I just want to let you know at any point during this, like and say like, I really like him. I think he's awesome. I think you guys are great together. You seem so happy. I know that like, this is going to be a really difficult process. And I just want you to know at any point, if you be, if you start to freak out and you're like, oh my gosh, am I making the right decision? Like, talk to me about it. Like, I'm going to be here for you through the whole thing. So open up that door of communication because maybe, maybe she is panicking and freaking out underneath it all. And no, you haven't said anything, but I think if you just kind of lay it there of being like, Hey, how can I help you during this process to like, make this easier for you? Like, I know this is going to be a tough time. Like, like, let me know what I can do. And like, I'm al- obviously I'm your best friend. Like, I'm always here. Like, if you need anything, she'll know what that means. And then you can kind of keep that line of communication open. But if you've already said shit on shit on shit on shit, I think like this is where you just like stop and you're just supportive of her happiness. And cross your fingers that it works out. On to the next. Hi, Megan. I am 28 years old and I am married to my husband. We've been married for three years. And we have a new baby. Um, and he's a really great husband, a great dad, we're best friends and soulmates. The only problem is he doesn't really understand in my perspective, mental health as far as um anxiety, social anxiety and depression. So I suffer from all three, lucky me, every once in a while. Um, I usually deal with it pretty well. I've had it for as long as I can remember. So I have my own little techniques to deal with it. But recently I've decided that I need to telling people when I'm not feeling the best. So if I'm feeling anxious or dissociative, um, I feel like I need to let him know because if I don't, it'll come out as me having 
uh, anger or just being sad and snapping at him for no reason. So last night I was sitting on the couch and I just got hit with a wave of um, anxiety, I guess, and kind of like feeling like I wasn't there. So I told him, you know, hey, I'm not feeling that great today and I just want to let you know that. And his response was, well, what's wrong? We have a perfect life. We have a great life. Everything's fine. What's the problem? And we've had this conversation many times before. And then it leads to an argument and it leads to him being mad at me. And then I'm even more upset and I'm crying. And then he storms away because he doesn't understand. So what I'm wondering is how do you deal with your significant other or friends or family and whenever you're trying to express your mental health to them and they just don't understand it? Um, and he wants to try to help, and I try to tell him all I need him to do is just comfort me, maybe give me a hug, but he still really doesn't get it. And I'd hate it, it to become arguments because that's the last thing you want to do when you're feeling depressed or anxious is to argue. Uh, okay, so if you have any advice for that, that'd be great. Thank you. Love your podcast. Bye. I figured this would be the perfect one for this episode. <laughs> Mots is feeling targeted. <laughs> So did you like put like, <laughs> this like one of your friends? No, just calling no, him? no. I know, I know. Um, we're all friends. We are all friends. Yeah. They're little fuckers on us. Uh, well, as our <laughs> if our facial expressions didn't give it away, this is obviously very <laughs> pertinent to <laughs> our lives. This call. Um, I guess I would say as someone that's has been in your husband's position um and like we've been making jokes over the podcast that I'm a capricorn <laughs> the the um uh the generalization uh is that capricorns like are unemotional and very like cold and, mm -hmm. which holds, I'm an aquarius so holds yeah. some water you know <laughs> kind of true yeah. there's some truth to that Certainly with me, like I, I will fully, fully say that like I emotion and like overt emotion is definitely something that like makes me um, uncomfortable. And like, I definitely have to think about it more and like mm -hmm. be more aware of like how I react to it because my normal reaction is to be like, uh, peace. <laughs> it feels <Like>. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, but I would say like you should just keep. You have to like keep talking to your husband because that's the only thing that's like really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, with like that because I like what you just described is something that has happened to us like many times. Well, mm -hmm. not many times, but okay, many times. <laughs> uh, and you know, you yeah, you just have to um. You have to, you have to talk about when it's, when it, when it's, as you just described in the call, which is random and, and very much like sometimes it just comes on, um, and there's not a reason, there's not a trigger, there's not anything like tangible in the moment that makes you feel that way. It's just something that happens to you and you have to deal with it. Um, and I would say the other thing that's important is when you, excuse me when it does happen and there is a reason like 
something happens, you feel sad about it. You need to talk about that too. Because I think like being very like communicative about the times when it's just there isn't a trigger and the times that there are will be like helpful for him to like be more empathetic, um, more understanding and more uh, better equipped to not storm off, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I would say I think like... I don't know what you've talked to him about in like things that make you feel better, but we've had that conversation so many times of like, yeah, this will happen where I will just like be feeling anxious or depressed. And then you'll be like, is, are we okay? And I'm like, yeah. And then it becomes like, we're arguing about like the origin of it. And I think you're right in the sense that like you should be telling him when it's sparked by something and when it's not sparked by anything. And then also like we've had conversations when I'm not feeling that way, like maybe a day after or something like that, where it'll be like, Hey, FYI in general, when I'm feeling really shitty like this, this is what like will make me feel better. And just reminding of it. And I think like it's, I will even say like, it's really hard when you are feeling shitty to then be patient with somebody else and their reaction to it. But also like if he doesn't struggle with that in the same way that you do, because that's the whole thing. It's like even if you both struggle with like mental health or and he just you guys, everyone goes through it very differently. Even like my friends and I want to be we go through it in very different ways. I think you need to cut him a little bit of slack as well in the sense that like you should have some conversations with him not just in the moment because that's a really heightened like high stakes experience for both of you and you're right in the sense that like the last thing that you want to fucking do when you are feeling anxious is then get into a fight about that but I think if you can like later on after something like that has happened or even like before just striking up a conversation and being like hey you know there are some times where I just will feel real and just explain really plainly like I'll feel really terrible and shitty and it won't be for any reason I promise promise you if, if it's for a reason or if it's for something that you said or that you did or that happened in my day, I will totally tell you what it is. But then the times that I'm not telling you, I'm not, I'm saying that it's based on nothing is because it is based on nothing. And it's based on like the chemicals in my brain. And I'm not, this isn't a trick. Like I'm not trying to like not tell you that you did something wrong. Like this isn't sort of some punishment thing. And when I'm in those times, like these are the things that would really help that you could do. And like, we've even had that where I will like, we'll be having like, I'll like be feeling shitty about something and like he'll Capricorn it and be like, do you want some space? And I'm like, babe, do I ever want space? And he's like, no, you're right. And so sometimes people's instincts, we, we are so used to like treating other people how we would want to be treated. So there's some times where like I'm feeling a certain way. And if you were in the situation, you would want to do something differently. And so your instinct is to be like, I'm going to give someone space. But then in that, maybe your boyfriend. Yeah, we've had these conversations a lot of the times about like when you're having when you're going through something, what you want the other person to do. And then so we're just we usually rely on doing what we would want. So he you need to basically really help him see that these are what's going to make you feel a lot better um, versus like he might not be going about this from like 
a dick move or being an asshole, this might just be how he would like to break it down and talk about feelings. If he was going through it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not being understanding of it. He's just doing what he would want. So I think like, I mean, at least like you can say if it's true, but do you feel like if we have a conversation when I'm not feeling shitty about like what makes me feel better, like that sticks more than like in the moment? Yeah, I think like what you just said is pretty true. Um, we're so just to be clear, like we both, the two of us both like struggle with depression. Um, and when I'm depressed, like I usually need two things. I need solitude and I need like something to do. So the number one thing I do when I'm depressed and I'm not at work or like otherwise occupied, um, is go hit golf balls because you're by yourself and you're doing something that like takes your mind off whatever is like upsetting you or the fact that you are upset. And so when we were dating earlier in our relationship, because that worked for me, I obviously, it's human to assume that it works for everyone else. That Megan, you want to go hit golf balls? No, but <laughs> no, like, like, you know, like, oh, you're not, if you're not feeling well, like, you know, you need some space and then like, do you, do you want to you know, read a book or whatever? Um, and that doesn't work for, uh, doesn't work for everyone. I think like when you're talking to them, as Megan said, probably better not to get super deep into it in the moment. Wait until like the day after if you want to be like, hey, yesterday I was feeling really down. When I'm feeling really down, it would really mean a lot to me if instead of like, saying you know you can't be depressed because we have a great life which is like doesn't work that way dude um you know can you you know be great if you would just like sit down and put your arm around me or like you know like i don't know if your boyfriend's like a naturally funny guy or like it'd be great if you sat down and put your arm around me and like told me a funny story or like mm -hmm. whatever uh but you know that just you know goes back to my earlier point is you have to be like really overly communicative because when we were starting dating when we started dating especially after we started living together because i think it's obviously a lot different when you live to live together when you don't you kind of don't have these mm -hmm. moments as much um we uh you know it took some time for i mean still working on it but it definitely took some time to like realize that like what I need when, when I'm not feeling great is like very different, um, from what Megan needs. And we still, we, to this day, like we still work on it. Mm -hmm. Like there are still times when like I'm depressed and Megan's like, you know, her instinct. <laughs> do you want to like, hug? Do you want to talk? Do you want to be clingy? You know, do you want to, you know, like let's, and I'm like, no, I really just need to like, yeah. I'm going to go like read my book or like watch, you know, watch something that like, is meaningful to me or go hit golf balls. And there's still times when Megan gets depressed. I'm like, oh, this is probably a good time for me to go, you know, watch like Netflix or <laughs> not, not. So, yeah. yeah. But you just have to, you have to be really, especially if he doesn't know like what that feels like. Like if he's like a type A, always on up person, mm -hmm. like you have to be way, way like 
over the top communicative with him. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll end on is like in the moment when you're feeling really anxious and depressed, I think the most important thing is that's not a teaching moment for him. That's like a self-preservation, self-care moment for you. So if you're feeling that way, I don't think it's the time to dive into that kind of conversation. And if he starts to say something like that, just be like, can I just have a hug? That's all. Just say exactly what you want from him. And just be like, I don't really want to talk. I just want, can you just cuddle me? Okay. Do we have, is it time for? For, for um, I wrote it down. So I didn't put it this time. <laughs> it's going to be four words I that know. we just can't do. It's don't blame them. Don't blame them. Which should be easy to remember. Very easy. You change one. <laughs> Wait, so this is the true test of the last episode you listened to. Yeah. What is this? Ooh. That means you haven't listened in like a whole <laughs> season. Yeah. No, that's not true. No, but well, let's don't blame them. No, I, I, I like. You you just listen to, to the, the first two episodes, two minutes and then cut it off. Yeah. No, I listen to like the first. I listen to the calls. Oh. <laughs> but, yes. Okay, I'll explain it to your <laughs> guest. Um, so this is when callers, um, listeners call in and they give their own advice on previous oh. episodes. Yeah, he has not listened in a long time. Mm-mm. That's okay. I, I told you. I also told him to like 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 you know like lean back out of it because I was talking about him a lot. And I was like, yeah. might not want to listen. So this is from the episode with Zach Cornfield where oh, um, it's a good episode. It is it's a good episode. I really episode. love that one. So the original caller, she um was getting weird things in the mailbox from her ex, mm. like target cards and just oh, money. Yeah. And she hated what? that he was just like showing up on her property yeah, that's and he weird. would and he wouldn't really say anything. Also target cards, step it up. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe an something. Olive Garden gift mm. certificate. Sephora, you know? Amazon. Right. Amazon would be the Outback ultimate. Steakhouse yeah. that you really want to get back into her heart? Probably <laughs> blooming onions. <laughs> uh, sounds good. And so this the um, person that's calling in with their advice has similar situation. Oh my god, all of you guys have stalkers. I've never had a st- I know I shouldn't like be jealous, but like But you have gotten a restraining order, haven't you? Oh true. Yeah. So and that was cool. I don't know. I just I told you the story about my not stalker, but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I just want to um, give some advice for one of the callers. Uh, this is the episode with Zach, and this is the last call um, where the girl broke up with her boyfriend that they've been dating for two and a half years, and um, he sends her stuff in the mail, and she's uncomfortable. Um, you mentioned that you know if he continues to come to her house that she can get a restraining order. Actually, she can, and probably should get a restraining order right away uh, and she doesn't need any more evidence um i was also in a relationship for two and a half years where my ex was extremely toxic and emotionally um and just verbally abusive and what happened was when we broke up he didn't take it very well and i was scared to death so what i did was i took screenshots of every single thing he's said to me um, and then I printed all of them out and I filed for a restraining order. And then we summoned him, we um, took him to court and uh, with the evidence that I had provided, which were just merely screenshots, um, the judge granted me a restraining order. And even if he doesn't show up for court, given the evidence that I've had, um, I could have still gotten a restraining order. So. Um, the caller shouldn't have to wait any longer. If she feels uncomfortable, she should probably go and file a restraining order right now, today. And it's free. 
And even if, you know, she feels like he's no longer a threat, it's just for that peace of mind, that knowing that if he does ever try anything again, he's going to get in trouble. So that's that. Not to defend myself, but I did say it, and you probably didn't hear on the original call, that it depends on what state you're in. So I had said I didn't know what state that she was in. So my only experience with restraining orders is in California. Um, And I also don't even know if it's different county to county. Like what I... No, I don't know. I think it would be state law. Yeah. All I know is my lawyer had told me when I was like, how do I get a restraining order? That they were like, the next time that they're on your property, which they were, then it was like, you need to call the cops to have a record. And once you have a call and record of them being on your property, you're going to be able to get that. That that was a requirement. Also, maybe it's changed in the last like two or three Mm -hmm. years. Three, uh, uh. Who cares you don't when have it to was? Put a date on yeah, it. yeah. What? You were like looking at me. <laughs> what? Like, was, what was the what was the date? Do you not remember what I'm talking about? Of course, I remember. Oh, okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, the, well but you I just, remember the time. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's also changed. So yeah. No, I definitely think like 100 percent that that's the thing that you should go through. Um, and I think it's great. Hopefully, California has actually changed the laws where you don't need to have had them on your property, which I always thought was really fucking backwards. And it made no sense for like celebrities who had stalkers where it was like, oh no, you have the next time they're on your property, you need to like call. And it was like, this is so creepy that you kind of have to wait for this. And I had a friend who it took her a really long time to get a restraining order against somebody um, who was like violent because she had to wait until like it posed an imminent threat, like physically, like in like a certain vicinity, like of where she lived. Um, So yeah, so I think like it's, yeah, I'm sure read up on the laws. Um, but I definitely think before, like if the call, other caller from the original call is listening, um, I don't even necessarily really remember everything I had said in that. But I think like the fir- like the most helpful information you can get is calling the place immediately and saying, and they'll tell you like, hey, yes, this is the, these are the steps that you need to take or like this is what you can do now. And like, this is their job. They're very helpful. Um, so if I made it seem in the original call that like you needed to wait, it was more like this was this my own experience. Yeah. And my own my, personal experience. Yeah. It might not even be the same anymore. And that it doesn't mean that I think that that's something you should do. It was just something that I had to go through those, like like check off those boxes yeah. in order to get to where I got. Yeah. Um, and maybe yeah. documenting everything. As yeah. Those too. Always. So yeah. many pictures, so many screenshots of everything. That's... Uh, we should have definitely said that the first time, but that's what I did. I'd like, don't throw away things um, if you're in the situation. Yeah. Well, that was what the, the caller gave yeah. me advice. Mm-hmm. No, it's know, she, right. she like, yeah. She brought ne- a Kamars ne- that shit. Never, it's never been easier to document everything. Mm-hmm. So take advantage. It's very true. Yeah. Well, guys, that is it for our episode. Thanks, babe, for being on. Uh, always a pleasure. Did you have a good time? Yeah, this is always really fun. Did you like it more than the first time? Um... I, I thought this I the advice was a little bit better this time. I will say that the one call we had the last time about <laughs> wait I don't even remember. Oh, you don't remember? It this? was a whole year ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, about the the young woman whose boyfriend's mom was like really good friends with his ex girlfriend. Oh, do you not remember that? Yeah. No, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah lived with me that's <laughs> such an irritating but you have to keep in mind that we hear like we a hear lot of so much shit not <laughs> shit but like we hear a lot yeah, yeah but that was like uh, I mean, go back and listen to that episode okay we, sh- we will comedy. one of the boyfriend's mom ones that forever lives in my brain is the boyfriend's mom who told the girl that she needed to get a boob job because mm-hmm. her boobs were too small he hasn't listened Ooh. because that was recent it was recent yeah. so 
So, um, well, to catch up. <laughs> um, thanks for being on, babe. Happy belated Valentine's me. Day. Oh, yeah. Well, happy pre-Valentine's Day. No, it's belated when this is up. I know, but we're recording it. Right? Okay. Well, you're ruining like the, the podcast magic. Um, well, if you guys enjoyed this episode and you watched it, check it out on the podcast app or on Stitcher or on SoundCloud or just go to don'tblameme.show to figure out where you can listen to it. And if you're listening, go watch the video version. See how awkwardly far apart Mons and I are sitting this whole time. I swear we're dating. Yep, there's an awkward handhold. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks very forced. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> We're just like at the point we've been dating long. You know when you see couples who do like YouTube videos together, they've been dating for like four months and they're, and they're all like over each other. sitting on top Yeah, of each like other. on each other's lap. And it's like, this is what like comfortability is. This is what like, yeah. I don't know how long, three years, something, three and a half years, something. That's you years. don't even know. No, nope, don't even know anymore. Don't care. Nope, not at all. Uh, no, I do care. Um, but, uh, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we're at don't blom meme pod. I already said you can watch the video version. And if you want to follow Melissa and I, our socials will be listed down below. And if you want to call in for a future episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners can leave us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And I got a, just a couple house cleaning things. Um, if you're calling in to give advice or calling back for the um, bonus episodes, please, please, please let us know what episode that the call um, is from. Um, just because we get so many. Okay. Um, well, guys, um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Nurex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex means fewer doctor visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and automatic refills you don't have to think about. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance and could be free with insurance. Go to nurx.com blame for a $20 credit. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.